When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there. Listen to all our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day. Right there for your Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com. <laughs> John McAlian already with the comments. There you go. Says the season is done. Put a fork in it. I will say again that if you can go ahead and support us at LakersBall.com, go ahead and join Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. You know he has always a lot of things to say at LakersBall.com. Plus, Laker Tom, you know he's trying to devise some way to save the, the Lakers in some wacky trade that is, hopefully will go through for the team. But he's trying to go ahead and formulate that at LakerHolics.com. Plus, our good friend Jamie Sweet with his five things. You know he's going to point out all the things that are going on with the Lakers and not it, but is really that good. But go ahead and check out what he thinks at Lakerholics.com. Glad to have everyone here in the chat. Chat's already starting already. And if you can go ahead and support all that, plus Sinblades. I will tell you right now, if you are in the Southern California area and you need your lawn transformed into something much more beautiful than it is today, Go to Symbolates with the Y, Symbolates.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you can support all that, it is sincerely appreciated. Agreed, John. Not even Laker Tom's blind optimism can save this team right now because <sighs> heading into a back-to-back where the Lakers actually got into Utah before the Jazz, the Lakers with no LeBron out with foot soreness, also, as well, Lonnie Walker the fourth out with an illness. Also, you know what's going on with Dennis Schroeder, Thomas Bryant, and Patrick Beverly is out still with his illness. The Lakers went in shorthanded into Utah on Monday night, and for the first half, they were very competitive. Defense was not at a premium here. It was a very high-scoring affair at the half, but the Lakers were still very much in it with actually a good flow on offense. 
a lot of transition, really helping out there as far as them staying in the game in the first half. But unfortunately, once again, the third quarter and second half woes for the team reared its ugly head again as the Utah Jazz got on a quick run to start the third quarter and never looked back as they ended up destroying the Los Angeles Lakers 139 to 116. And here today to talk about the game, some some good performances though. Anthony Davis had 29. Russell Westbrook again, even though he's a minus 23, he was still trying to get his own 22 points and five assists. Unfortunately, though, there were times where he just turned the ball and made some mistakes at the crucial wrong times when the team tried to start building momentum. Also, Kendrick Nunn finally showed up to play today. 18 points for him, 7 out of 11, 2 for 4 from 3. The team was 37% from behind the three-point area, 90% of the line, and 48% overall. On the surface, that's not too shabby, but when you get out-rebounded by 8, when you turn the ball over two more times than they do, and they're hitting seven more three-pointers than you, that's not a recipe for a good win. That's a recipe for a loss. And here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. At LakersBall.com, it is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, we knew it wasn't going to be pretty without LeBron, without Lonnie Walker, without Dennis Schroeder, without... Thomas Bryant without Patrick Beverly, all those guys out of the rotation meant a lot of hard times for the LA Lakers tonight. It looked exactly the same with LeBron playing and Lonnie Walker playing. And we haven't seen Schroeder play yet, but I'm assuming that's probably going to be the same thing as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, John, he's still out with that hand injury. He had a, in his first game with the Lakers uh, during the season, he actually suffered an injury and uh, he, and Thomas Bryant both had thumb injury. I think there were thumb surgeries, if I'm not mistaken. I think there were thumb surgeries, if, if I'm not. But yeah, they, they're out. They're both out for a month. Is is what the expected time frame. This this is a diseased team from every aspect of basketball. It's gotten to the point where it's mental. It's it, I don't see it any other way. Uh, this team is scrambled mentally. Uh, they. Uh, they, they're either going to just win 20 games this year and give the New Orleans Pelicans a possible top five pick. Uh, well, they're right now two and eight, just to let you know. And Utah is actually eight and three leading the Western Conference. Yeah, they're they're. I don't know what Utah is doing, but they don't miss. And I know yeah. it's not just the Lakers doing it. It's. As far as my blood pressure going up, I can't understand how. I can't understand how uh, how nobody's are running all over you. You're supposed to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James and these uh, all world players. Uh, you know, we're we're getting some backlash every now and then, and I know it's uh, few and far between. Uh, but our, our audience members. Uh, uh, being calling us off for being too negative. Um, uh, please come on to the show and tell me what I need to be positive about. Yeah, I mean, because you're just voicing the frustration of the general fans out there. I mean, when you look at our chat room, they're trying to tell you like it is. It is not good things coming as far as positivity, trying to look out hope. 
I mean, Russell Westbrook has been great coming off the bench, but when he's a minus 23 year old, uh, you know, off the bench, that tells you right there that even he and his upswing in productivity hasn't done much for the Lakers as far as winning basketball games. It's it's empty statistics is what what this current league is if you're not winning. Uh, you can get your stats, but you're not going to win. Playing bad defense, not rebounding the ball. Um, Too many turnovers. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know what what to put your finger on to fix it other than uh, there's just a mental block on this team from every angle. There's absolutely zero leadership in any position, any position. There's no one doing anything. There's Darvin Ham can't do jack squat. Anthony Davis, LeBron James aren't taking the lead here. It is a lifeless, soulless team. And you have no one up in management that's gonna do anything either. You just have a you have a two and eight team. They're, 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 if there's anything that's connecting is that you have a lousy you have lousy workers on and on every end that have produced a two and eight record for a team that has talent. We have talent. This is not a <laughs> this is not a uh I don't, I don't know. I can't even say even Orlando anymore. Um, can you say well, maybe the Charlotte Hornets to some well, degree? We have we have the same record as the or- Orlando Magic, and, and that's yeah. Something well, that- I, and I, I feel bad because at least they have some kind of a future. They have a the number one pick who's actually playing very well. And Carol and, is lighting it up right now. Yes, absolutely. but we're we're what the the question should be is this which leader out of this team? is going to just say what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Is Rob going to come out of whatever? Am I going to come out of some kind of a... Seriously, where am I? I don't know where I am right now. Am I in a bunker? Am I in one of those contraptions down in the Midwest where we prepare for tornadoes and hurricanes or whatever it is? Like, where am I? Do you even know where I am? I will tell you, it's something that right now there's a lot that needs to be fixed. And, you know, I don't even think that even if you get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which is supposed to be, you know, Laker Tom and what you have said is this magical, especially Laker Tom, this magical elixir that's going to miraculously make the Lakers into a major contender of the Western Conference. I, I understand Miles Turner got 37 points tonight. I understand that. I understand that Heald's been playing good all season. They need more than just those two guys. They need a whole revamp of the roster at this point in time. I don't even know why they came into this year with this roster. They might as well have just cut cut loose. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're when you're clueless. You, you don't you don't know what you're doing. I, I I guess I'm a little somber right now because I I don't want to exert any more energy for these for this team. I want to come on here and answer questions and. And uh, do some analysis on the game. Uh, I, 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 when you're when you're constantly losing in the in the in the in the way we're losing, we're always getting blown out. Well, let's talk about over the first half and over again. It's the, well, even the, you know, I don't care about the first half. I don't. We're seventy six points. That's a blowout. 
I don't care if you were within five. It's a blowout. How do you allow the Utah Jazz with what's what half their team supposed to be tanking to allow you? You've you've allowed in the first halves of two games in the last three, four games, four days, I should say, you've allowed a hundred and fifty-one points in the first half to the Utah Jazz whom are supposed to be tanking. You're making Mike Conley look like Mike Conley from the year he was drafted. It's 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 a it's an embarrassment of in, in, in so many ways and it's so hard to to even think of anything other than just bad in every angle in this and I, I don't even know how to how to how to not feel like I'm about to hit my head onto the keyboard. And the problem is though, that the Lakers don't have in this time, if you're going to lose, you need to develop young resources to go ahead and see if they can play in the NBA. And outside of Max Christie right now, the Lakers don't have a plethora of youth that was drafted. Uh, I mean, you talk about Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, second year player, but he's already what 24 he's already getting into his middle 20s, So he's not exactly a young player anymore. He's someone who hasn't developed in the second year the way a lot of people had hoped. Also, you have Matt Ryan, who after that heroic shot last week, unfortunately has fell and crashed down to earth as being someone that unfortunately doesn't give you much on either end when he's not hitting those threes. And we saw today that he was just, you know, kind of like a matador on defense today. Juan Toscano Anderson, who we were hoping to get that, you know, championship rub. He came in with one point today and, and just provided you nothing on either end as well. He was supposed to be that defensive wing that could help us out, and he's not done. Damian Jones, this is his best game of his entire season, and that was only for 10 points and six rebounds. But even he had issues as far as being able to keep handling the ball correctly because he had a couple turnovers which didn't help give him any favors. I, it just seems like at this point in time, this team does not – built to go ahead and win basketball games and this is something i was very concerned with during the course of the summer saying how this team was constructed your only option is to trade ad that's what i've been get, saying for a little couple get an of days influx, get get about four or five first round picks try to make the contracts work to however the cba will allow you to and tell lebron uh we will tra- we can trade you at the end of the year to wherever you want to go this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week. And wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Well, one thing I I want to ask you, the continual third quarter lapses for this team, 
that is something that needs to be addressed. I think that starts at the locker room. I said it before the other day, and I'm going to say it again. You know, you can always tell me it's the talent. You can always tell me it's the roster. But when the third quarter with your starters is getting blown out the door, starting it's the not a quarter, talent issue. I know John is mentioning that we're we're not good. We have talent on this team. We have LeBron James, and we have Anthony Davis, and we have Russell Westbrook. These are still guys that are capable. And then you have a couple of young bucks in there that can that can do some things. This is a mental issue. They are mentally trashed for whatever reason. They're mentally trashed in so many ways from top to bottom in this organization. And it's a malignant tumor, cancer, whatever you want to call it, that does not go away. It is Groundhog's Day every day. Every way you can think of, it's a blowout in every game virtually. Every third quarter is the same tape over and over again. At what point? We're the fans. We're, we don't have any ownership. We don't have any skin in this. You know, it's like, what, at what point do you get tired of being trash? I just don't get what the focus here is. Are you, you're going to wait it out till the, till the schedule gets better? You're in the Western Conference. There's no such thing. Look at Utah. Utah was supposed to be the bottom feeder. They're the top feeder now. So now how is this going to work? When you start playing Memphis and you're going to start playing Denver again and then Phoenix. I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's exhausting watching this team play. I mean, to, to the point where... I don't want to watch the games. And I I watched a lot of Luke Walton coached games in the past. And I watched D'Angelo Russell uh, worried about telling the world what Nick Young was doing in his private life. That I was watching those games. And at that point, I was at least kind of looking forward to something in terms of maybe some draft capital that can bring some talent in. But right now, there's there's no end to this. It's it's you keep this you keep this up. There's nothing to look forward to. You keep stinking up the place. You are going to give the New Orleans Pelicans a very likely top five pick. Almost guaranteed, you're going to give them a top five pick. And it and the scary thing right now is possibly getting into those first two picks. It, it's just a disaster. It's it, and that that might be what's really scaring me. I think that's probably what's taken over right now. Right now, they they are a lose. They they have a uh, losers mentality, and you have a leaderless uh, crew. And for anyone who thinks uh, we're being negative, you guys can go and and and, and kick dirt because I'm tired of uh, listening to this BS because there's nothing positive to talk about. So I'm going to talk about what I'm watching. When you have a team that's two and eight, you got to tell me where the positives are at. I mean, right now we should be one and nine. Sure. Well, we're two and eight. We are actually the third worst record in the NBA, and it comes to the defense this past few days. It's not been very good. The offense, when the offense is getting better, the defense gets worse. When you know what it reminds me of? Better, and the off the offense gets worse. It's a it's a losing mentality overall. This is. This is the tamer version of the 2004 finals. You remember the 2004 finals? Yes. Every game other than game two, which Kobe had to pull a rabbit out of his hat to win, to win that game in OT 
They just are mentally blocked from anything positive. It doesn't matter about the talent. You can blame, oh, well, Carl Malone wasn't playing and Slava was at the four and this, this, and that. You can say that with this here. Well, you know, we don't have enough talent. That's bull crap. Okay? You have three guys that are still very capable and are just not good leaders. And then you have a couple of young guys that should be able to – we should at least be five and five at this point. I mean, come on. I, 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 I was hoping for five and five at some point. That's scary, right? That's scary to be happy about 500. But I was expecting that. I was expecting a five and five record with uh, some of the teams that we had played, like Portland and uh, maybe, you know, playing Utah at home. I'd like to, you know, think that we, we had a chance there a little bit. But we're, we're, we're a mentally dis- destroyed team. And I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what else to do other than blow it up. Just blow it up. One thing I wanted to ask you, I think the noise should get a lot louder. I mean, not for Darvin Ham, because Darvin Ham, despite the fact that there are already calls for him to be fired, Paul Terry has been saying it since the beginning of the season. You're not going to fire a coach like him with a, what, a four-year contract, if I'm not mistaken, right away, because you're eating that contract, and that's not going to happen for Jeannie Buss. But one person that you might want to look at that you did sign to extension that should be in the hot seat is Rob Blanca, your man right there sitting next to you. So your thoughts on this, my friend, I think the call should get louder and louder for Rob Blanca for his inactivity and the roster that he's unfortunately very poorly built. Do you blame the cause or the enablers, the leaders, the ones that put that problem in a position to make ultimately is, you know, as you know, Jeannie bus, it's, it's his head on the line. It's, it's not, Jeannie's not going to, sorry, cricket, but Jeannie's not going to fire herself. Jeannie, Jeannie is the problem. Uh, we've hinted at this for a while. Yeah. It's from top uh, down. When you have, when you're this bad, it's a top down. When you're a boss, when you're the boss, the you are the problem because you're allowing this to happen. Uh, Jim Ursay just fired. Frank Reich and hired his friend J- Jeff Saturday from ESPN. Uh, who's never coached a game. Yeah, uh, this is the kind of Jim Irsay is no. I, I thought it was kind of funny how he had been interviewed a few weeks back about Daniel Snyder and how you know he saw some merit in removing him as owner. Out of all the people, this is a guy that got caught with what was it thirty thousand dollars of cash and a and I don't know if it was a crack pipe or whatever. But you know, this is the these are the guys that have inherited guys and gals, sorry, that have inherited and had their father's lucky uh, leftovers after they've passed. And you're watching the Hindenburg, so to speak, of, of, of management because these are not people that should be running organizations like this. They're, they're, they're imbeciles, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. And... I, I don't know what, what, I don't, you know, we don't have a solution because these people are not comp- uh, capable of making a solution. And there were hints of it all summer. And we had pointed out those hints. And we can continue to, to say the same thing over and over again, but the same thing happens over and over again. And if we're going to analyze this as analysts, we're going to keep repeating the same thing because the same thing keeps happening. Well, why are you guys talking about the third quarter? Well, because every game, the third quarter, they go into 
a black hole. Except for one one game this season. One Except game for season. one. So the exception, the one game was Denver, right? Yeah. It's just, it's exhausting for us, just so you know. It's exhausting talking about the same thing over and over again. But the same thing over and over again is happening. And no one, no one is changing anything. Uh, I, I've had this experience a little bit being a Steeler fan with the Mike Tomlin regime. Uh, they're not changing anything there either. And uh, it just doesn't, you know, everyone's doing the, uh, let's keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and hope that it, it's a, there's a different result. It's not. You, you have to be, in this game, you got to be adapting at, at all times. Yeah, you'll lose. Yeah, you'll get blown out here. But it over and over and over and over again, every game, year in and year out, at what point do you get slapped in the face and wake up? Just wake up. Understand, are you in this business to win or to feel good about yourself at 2 in the morning? I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I've wasted too much time, too much time watching a, a – uh, a soulless team try to tell try, try to show me how to play basketball. I don't care about 25, 15, and 3 anymore. Those days are gone, people. Stop looking at stats. Stop looking at stats. This is more about winning than ever before, okay? There was a time when an AD or a LeBron would get 25, 15, and, and, and 8, and it was a blowout. Now, those are normal numbers. Now, you don't – you can have those numbers and – get blown out by 25. That's the reality of today's NBA. Well, right now, I'm just going to say that Howard is, is like a lot of fans out there, you know, trade AD and LeBron. They're not going to trade LeBron as much as common sense maybe to, would tell you you might want to start thinking about that. But the problem is, of course, the scoring title. That's what they want him to do in a Lakers uniform. Plus, you know, he probably has a – I'm going to say he doesn't have a no trade clause ironclad in writing, but I'm sure he and Jeannie have an agreement that he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go, but if he does want to be traded, he can go anytime he wants to Jeannie and say, I want to be traded. And I'm sure she'll, she'll make sure it's accommodated. But AD is the one that you saw tonight, 29 points. He still has some game. I mean, he still can get you some good numbers I know he's been having issues with his back all season long, but you see the fact that he could still produce for you out there. The thing is he should become even more and more, a much more enticing trade chip than what you're seeing right now from Russell Westbrook. I don't know if discussing trades right now, it makes sense because we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think the I think the AD rumors might might start to heat up eventually. Uh, they would have to go two and thirty for that to really go through. I don't trust Rob or Jeannie to make a coherent decision on that or any ballsy decision. Uh, to me, they've shown nothing but cowardness and and, a, and 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 just complete imbeciles in terms of trying to run an organization. Uh, I just think about what Jim Buss is thinking right now, sitting back and just watching this. If I was ever to kind of run into him and say, that's good. What do you think is, what do you, uh, how do you feel right now? And just probably watch him smile the whole time. This is, this is a team that belongs with a, an ownership that, that has an idea that has a, a feel of the pulse of, 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 of an organization and uh, that, 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 
can just focus on what it means to build a basketball team. These guys don't know how to build a basketball team. They, they're, they're stuck in the Oakland Raider, Las Vegas Raider, L.A. Raider mentality of let's draft a punter in the first round type thing where they think that that's still going to work now. And we saw that before Al Davis passed. And, of course, his son hasn't really done anything. He got by the way, I do want to pay my respects to the family of Ray Guy on his recent pass. Yes, yes. One of the, the Hall of Famer. One of the one of the true greats in terms of the leg. <laughs> the only time that it was okay to to yes honor in the first round. But that the it it, it it it's it's it would get too personal if I really unleashed on what my definition of a true ownership of talent is. There's an image. There's an image that you want to portray. There's a leadership you want to portray and deliver. You know, when you have people who depend on you, who are there to make your business better, they look at you and they they will perform in a lot of ways according to how you want that image to be portrayed. At the same time, you also have to be able to adapt at all times. What makes someone like Bill Belichick great and why his assistants never do well when they leave the nest is because they can't adapt like Bill Belichick. His brain works differently. He can he, he adjusts in ways that not very very many people can can adjust to. Uh, you look at somebody like maybe Popovich to even a, a, to a small degree. And in, in the NBA, it's a little difficult a little difficult because you have to have top tier talent to really take advantage of that. But even then, he's still able to conduct an offense and have these young guys that are maybe not high in talent, but they can, they can still execute in a lot of ways. There's, there's no, there's just nothing here. There's no substance here. It's, it's just names on paper. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lifeless, uh, it's a lifeless team. It's a, just, it's a nothing team. (laughs) We're, we're not going to, we're not going to see anything change here because it's just what it is that they're not mentally set up to, to get into that locker room tonight and go, guys, we stink. We really need to focus and start getting better. They don't, they don't, they won't do that. They won't do it. And it's going to get worse. Just get ready guys. So if you're looking to get some therapy while you're on here after every loss or, hate on the show for being negative, you're going to get both. Well, we're glad you're here, both in the chat room, the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers fast break. Once again, the Lakers do unfortunately fall with an atrocious second half, 139 to 116. The Lakers are now at two and eight, third worst record in the NBA. This is something that we're probably going to go ahead and cover as far as the surprises and the disappointments of the NBA season so far. In our NBA observation show that I wanted to go ahead and do tomorrow. So we're going to go ahead and, and hopefully be able to talk about that coming up tomorrow. Hopefully Joe will be by and along with uh, maybe some other of our LFB staff be able to go ahead and do around the round table. Go ahead and talk about some NBA observations so far earlier this season. Early this season, 10 games, 11 games in. But I wanted to ask you this, my friend. As the Lakers stand now 2-8, and eight, you were very adamant over the course of the weekend. You had... 100% fall in line with Laker Tom's 
ideals and thinking, just get the picks now, just go ahead and do it now. So let's say they do. Let's say they just say, Rob calls on the phone. He just says, okay, you win Indiana. I saw, I saw Miles Turner get 37 tonight. I've seen Buddy Heal play outstanding ball for the entire season so far. I know that's why you're starting him. I know you want to put Ben Matherin in his place. I know he's waiting in the wings. I know it's great that he's shooting a uh, healed is 13, three pointers a game and scoring 20 points a game. And miles Turner's 37 points, 12 rebounds and three blocks. That's awesome. Uh, yes. sold me. I'm going to go ahead and make the trade. I'll give you the picks. And there you go. Right now, the Lakers are not even in 10th place, which I had predicted them. And I was the lowest of the entire staff on where I thought the Lakers would finish up the season. And I thought they'd finish 10th right now. They're in 14th. How far does a heel Turner trade move the needle up for the Lakers if they do get them? I don't know if it will matter. It's it's a diseased team. I don't think if they bring anybody in, it's going to matter. They might win a few more games, but the second something goes wrong, the the the, the lack of leadership from the top guys as well as the people up in the booth are just it's not there. And if you trade away those picks or you don't trade away those picks, as long as Jeannie's an owner and as long as Rob is in charge, they'll they'll find a way to screw that up too. Uh they're clueless. They're a clueless, clueless, clownish uh run team. And uh I I I think we need to stop as a society, whether it's in something not as important like sports. This is more entertainment, so it's not that big of a deal. But we need to start really – I don't know about holding people accountable. I don't know if that what that means, really. I hear that a lot, holding people accountable. Uh, you hold people accountable by, by not giving them money for their product. But the game is fixed now. The TV contracts don't really put any teams in a position, especially the Lakers. They have their own channel. They've already got their money. So well, they don't really a new TV deal here in the not too distant future. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They're, they're too big of a brand. There's too many people out there that'll still keep watching it. I mean, we're still watching it because we have a Lakers show. So they know. They know they got us by the by the cojones, and we're 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 gonna sit here and uh, uh, abuse ourselves watching a trash. As long as we're watching, the advertisers are gonna be there, and that's it. So they have no incentive to really do anything. What they're gonna riot. You know, they're going to riot outside. I mean, we already knew how how terrible these people were. They got uh, Kurt Rambis's wife making decisions on a, on, the, on the L.A. Lakers and these type of things. Like, who who does this stuff? Who I mean, what, what, what are you doing? Why would, why would she know anything? Why? Because she's been your best friend for the last 40 years. She knows how to run a, a basketball team now or make decisions. You get rid of Ryan West. You... I don't know what the bus kids are doing these days, but they were doing pretty well scouting and, and helping them get young players. Are they even working anymore? Well, Jordan? I told you where one was. Okay. Here in here in Las Vegas okay. area. All right. So, you know, his focus is gone, obviously. And well, he was watching Victor Wembiyama, a player he can't have because the Lakers, no matter how bad it gets, can't draft Victor Wembiyama. It's not a. It's just not done well. <laughs> I'm. I'm really trying to tame myself here, 
from really unleashing, because I think it gets boring after a while. I don't want to sound like screaming A. Smith screaming on every, on every show. I don't want to do that. I want to save it for the right times. But right now, it's not worth even screaming about it. They are you were asked to exhale. Well, it, it, yeah, and and I don't I don't know. There's there's only one solution. You you gut the team. I'm talking from the top. There, this this lady is not capable of running this team. I don't know how the hell we won in 2020. Now I'm really trying to figure out how. And, and one of the reasons, and the reason why I say that is, I remember that season. I could not figure out how nothing went on in the locker room. I mean, it was one of the most tame teams I've ever seen. Usually, the Lakers always had some kind of something going on in the locker room. It was the quietest team I've ever seen. As far as, as, far as, as, far as no noise, camaraderie wise, yeah, they it were, was, they were it was, all together. I, yes, I I mean, it, there was never a peep. I never heard anything that year, and it made so much sense that they played so well. And I think that's the part where I'm trying to get my mind right with, like, what happened to that? You can't tell me that getting rid of KCP and Kyle Kuzma and Caruso did that. That doesn't make any sense. What did it? What really scarred this team? Something happened? Did one of the players do something to somebody and all of a sudden it just killed everything? I don't understand. I'm trying to get the whole story here. How do you go from that to disintegration at epic in epic proportions here? Because you're sitting there, you're blaming we were all blaming Westbrook. But they're playing worse with Westbrook playing better. I don't it's it's weird. It's like a paradox. I don't know. I can't figure it out. One thing I would do want to ask you though is that okay, 10 games in. I know that Jordan Brown said it. And by the way, thank you for joining us, by the way. Appreciate it. Anybody who's in the chat room or anybody's out there watching, if you get a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to us today for the latest notifications on when we go live on the air by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Or if you're checking us out on audio, we truly appreciate it wherever you get your audio podcast. I do want to mention that, okay, we're 2-8, and eight, off to a terrible start. In fact, so many of our audience, so many, uh, Blue Magic, Paul Terry, uh, Petting My Cat, you know, our regulars, they all predicted that it would be a rough start for the Lakers because even you did, Joe, as far as the type of rough start against as far as the teams that we were facing off with. The only problem is the games that we thought would be easy, like the Utah games, obviously they did not go that, the way that they, they were supposed to, or at least the way they thought, because the fact that Utah is not the team that anyone thought they would be. But you've got the next 10, 10 games ahead. Picture me how we can go at least five and five in those games. You know, Because the, the road to the next 10 games does not seem to be as tough as the first 10 that we've gone through. So tell me, tell me if you think that we can at least break even and at least use that as a stepping stone to be a little bit more positive going forward. There's a chance they could go five and five to finish the last 10 games. But. Which would be a step in the right direction. I don't know if that's true though. I don't know if that's really what will happen. I I don't really trust them to go five and five. I trust them to go two and two and eight. Okay, well let's break this down. Let me break this down. The next game is Wednesday against the Clippers. I predicted I think five and fifteen. 
I think you, I think you did. Well, let's yeah. let's say this. Okay, the next game is against the Clippers. Then after that, you've got Sacramento, you've got Brooklyn, you've got Detroit, you've got San Antonio. All those uh, four of those five are winnable games. You know how badly badly we play against the Clippers. So four of those five right there, we can actually win. I know they're on the road, but those four, you know, four of those five, those are actually winnable games. Then you've got right after that at Phoenix. Then, oh, actually, those, uh, sorry, those four Sacramento, Brooklyn, Detroit, and San Antonio, those are home games. My apologies. Then you go on the road against Phoenix. Then you do a back to back at San Antonio. Then you've got Indiana. And then you've got Portland. I think that's a, that's a, a lot easier than the first 10 that we face. This is something where we can get out of it five and five, maybe even six and four. No, they will go three and seven. They will be five and 15 after 20 games. That was the numbers. Those were the numbers I saw there in the summer when I saw the schedule. Everything we've said during the summer has come true. Everything. So for those who have watched us this summer and continue to watch us, we know what we're talking about. Okay. Well, again, it's the, it's the clip. They're at the Clippers. Then they're home against Sacramento, Brooklyn, Detroit, they're not, and San they're Antonio. Not winning, they're not winning more games. It's over, guys. Right. <laughs> this is a mentally dysfunctional team. It's diseased. There would have to be something weird, just like that year in 2020 where no, there was no noise coming out of the locker room to happen for this to change. And I'm sick and tired of waiting for this to happen. Let it happen. I want to be wrong, but I. As I get older and as I analyze things, the more I the more I hone in on that, the better I am at, at knowing the result of everything because that's what that's part of how it works. You you're supposed to not you're supposed to see things before they happen uh, when you start to get ex- life experience and you're you're someone who pays attention to the details. These guys are not equipped mentally mm-hmm. to to win. Game in, game out. It's just not. LeBron, been doing it 20 years. He exceeded expectations, even though the expectations were unfair. It's over for him. It's done. He's going to get the scoring title. He'll end up, the last thing he he needs after that, he's going to try to go play with his son, and that's it. He's going to go retire and go try to buy NBA teams. Uh, Well, sons. I I bet he plays with both his sons. I don't know. I don't know what that'll be in the end, but I don't really care. But, you know, the the, the Lakers, uh, if, if, this, if there's some brain activity there at some point, uh, start thinking about building a future because you guys in about two years are going to be demanding a hard cap and you're going to make it even worse for yourselves if you have to work with a hard cap because now you're really going to have to make sure you take care of those people you draft or those people you develop or you are going to be trash, just like the Las Vegas Raiders for the last 20-plus years nonstop. It's, it's, that's their future right now. That's what I see. Well, 69 Mega, please subscribe to us right here at the Lakers, uh, Lakers Fast Break, because if you don't, I got to block you. So if you're not subscribing, you're not staying. So sorry. The bots come out to come after us once again. It's the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Soro, aka Ox1947. You got to go ahead and check them out today at LakersBall.com. Plus, me, Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much again for watching and listening. I wanted to go ahead and touch on one thing that you said in regards to the record five and fifteen. 
Now, I mentioned the next 10 games is the rest of this month. So the ne- rest of this month is 10 games. I'm going to say the Lakers will go 5-5 five and five in the next 10 games and provide the, the, at least the fans some hope in the right direction. You're saying that by the time that the end of, of November is done and December rolls around, you think they're just going to be at 5-15. and 15. Yeah. That was the talent that that was the the team construction of uh, at the, at, during the summer. It was five and it's a five and fifteen team. They have shown in these last three games that they they're not capable of winning consistently. <laughs> they can't play defense. They don't get rebounds very well. They've done a, a few things here and there on on offense that have been good, but they're they're they they they're just not a good team. They're they're not mentally in it. You look at Utah, they don't miss. They're confident. They have a good system. They have energy. They're excited. We're dead. Even when we're scoring, we're dead. Great optimism out there in the chat. I hear I see a nine and one in the next ten games. I even see Wet Bobcat. Thank you for watching and, and appreciate you being in the chat, Wet Bobcat. Ten and ten and oh. Talking about undefeated. That's the kind of optimism I know that a lot of people are looking for. To, I don't think that's going to happen, though. But still, the Lakers do have a much more winnable next 10 games than they did the previous 10 games. I'm thinking, again, I think it's something that they can go ahead and if AD and LeBron are on the floor, that they can actually go ahead and compete and get out of it with a 500 record for the next 10 games. I'm not giving him. I know Joe is saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse this. You're asking me questions, right? And I'm gonna okay. have, I'm gonna have our crew that's watching ask us, ask, ask, ask us a question about what has have the Lakers shown you? Mm-hmm. Convince me that they're gonna go five and five, or six and four, or seven and three. What have they done that convinces you that they're gonna do that? Uh, I'm not convinced on it. I'm just trying to be optimistic. You know, if Laker Tom is not here, I've got to be at least some type of uh, bring some type of optimism. Laker Tom, just like John Ireland, have finally come, have succumbed to the reality of what's going on. Is even it that John, bad on LA radio? Even John Ireland today was not positive. And when John Ireland is not positive. You need to put your money on that. Well, let me put you this way. Okay, they've got four home games coming up after the Clippers game. Uh, you know, we all know how bad they play against the Clippers. I'm not going to say that, that they're going to win that game, but Clippers have been playing lousy. They're 5-5, five and five, and Kawhi is nowhere to be seen. Then you've got uh, the next four games <laughs> at home. Sacramento, they had a big lead tonight and blew it because of, one, Steph Curry on a very poorly playing Golden State Warriors team who beat them in the final minute. Then you've got Brooklyn, and we all know about that train wreck. Detroit has been awful this year, and San Antonio is starting to fade. Those are four winnable games right there. Plus, you go to San Antonio for two games back-to-back in San Antonio. At least talk about a split, and then you end the rest of the month against Indiana, a team that is five and five right now, but really does not want to win. They want to trade their players. And then you've got Portland, who has been a big surprise. That's probably lost there. But I see again, I think I see five wins out of this next 10 games. I'm not counting the Phoenix games because I know we're going to get blown out there. No, I, I don't. I don't see. 
the Lakers, when when you're you're talking about how you're looking at these teams like they're below the Lakers. The Lakers are worse than these teams. So those teams are saying, oh, we're playing the Lakers. That's a win. And you're playing, what, San Antonio three times in a week. They're going to win one of those games. I'm going to predict they're going to win. They're going to beat the Clippers because the Clippers are about to implode, by the way. Look for it in the next couple months. They're about to implode. Watch it. Uh, uh, make me, hey, if it makes me look bad, that's Brooklyn, okay. Because I, I don't want to. I picked the Clippers to win, and I want. I did it as reverse psychology, and I hope it comes true. Brooklyn, I just they were a talented team, and I'm glad that they're not going to win. Brooklyn, I think they'll have Kyrie back by then, right? Yeah, well, we probably think that they're. And gonna watch win. them smoke the Lakers on a Sunday. Just watch oh, that. With our, with our luck, that'll be his. First I'm going to predict back. this: we're going to win one of the San Antonio games, we're going to win the Clippers game, and then we're going to win the last game of the month uh, against Portland. That's my prediction. Everything else will be a loss because that's what they are. They're losers. Then they don't have any sack. Nothing. They have zero heart, zero sack. And you have, you're run by brainless leaders. Well, I can't say I disagree with you there. You could take that to the bank and you could send that letter certified to them. I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. So they're not going to give it crap. But as we become somebody, the noise will start. Just like, you know, there was a time when, I don't know if you remember the Siskel and Ebert guys. Uh, oh, I love that show. Okay. I, I went, okay. I, you know, that was so awesome on syndication. Every week, I, I you know, I didn't even care if it's the movies I didn't want to see or not. I just loved their responses. Absolutely so their, their there was a time, absolutely. There's a time where they looked at these goofballs. And at that time, TV was different. You saw... You saw the the quintessential leading man look or the really pretty girl. These guys look like weirdos in some room with weird clothes yapping you about movies. You can say geeks. It's okay. No, whatever. You know, it is what it is. And then as, as time went on, they're like, who the hell are these clowns? What are they going to do for us? To people deathly afraid of their thumbs up, thumbs down thing. So I'm going to give you guys all a, a heads up. And, of course, this is going to come down to our – are people that are esteemed fans, ones who've criticized us and ones who support us. Those who criticize us, guys, if I sound like I'm, I'm being defensive, I'm not. I'm just trying to I, – I enjoy the the negative the, – the, 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 uh, I don't like listening to myself. So I, I understand if you don't like listening to, to certain people as well. I, I totally get it. And I know you want to be positive. I, I, I think we all want to be positive in life. But just so you guys know the difference, I'm a very positive guy in my life, right? Because I have control over my life and I'm healthy and, you know, that that part of my life is great. But I'm trying to let you guys know that the Lakers are not giving us anything to be positive about. And I'm going to be tell, I'm trying to tell you the truth, trying to give you guys legitimate and uh, a legitimate understanding of what what is going on here. Uh, and as far as the solutions to things, a lot of times there isn't a solution. Uh, and a lot of times it doesn't matter what the solution is because who's who's in charge? Are they going to change? Are they going to adapt? Are they going to do something? Right now, it doesn't look like they are. So the venom needs to get worse. It needs to get more dangerous, maybe. Uh, to some, that's entertaining. To some, it's not. We try to cater to, to, to a balance there. But in the end here, <clears throat> based off what I've seen, 
is why I'm telling you they're going to go three and seven. It's not because I want them to go three and seven. I want them to go 10 and 0. But they have shown me they are a three and seven team for the next 10 games based off what I've seen. And there hasn't been any, they actually weren't playing bad the first four or five games. It's the last three games when after a two game winning streak where they started sucking again. Why? Why would you get worse when you've already been playing well? It's not like LeBron is out for the year or AD's out. The AD got more healthy. His back stopped doing what it was doing. And you guys got worse. And you're getting worse with Russell Westbrook playing well. Like it's a, I told you, it's a paradigm. I don't, it doesn't make sense. How is it that guy that was scapegoated for a year and change all of a sudden change into an, a productive player and you got worse. That's the hard part. That's the, that's the thing I can't figure out. Their bench is actually worse, even though he's playing better off the bench. It's just amazingly confounding the way that, that, you know, Jordan talks about three of the top 20 players in the league currently. I don't know if I got, I go that far. Each of the three players that you're talking about, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook have had their holes in their game as far as where they're playing now, where they're at. Uh, I mean, they're top 50 players right now that they're playing like, but still, uh, maybe even Westbrook right now is playing like a top 50 player, but uh, uh, maybe top 100 player. Let's go top 100 player. But Westbrook right now, I think, is you're getting the best Westbrook that you have since he joined the team, and you're still not getting it done. That's what... That's what's so sad. That's what's so disappointing. And the problem is with a $47 million contract, people are not biting on it unless you give up those two first-round picks. Your your future, it doesn't matter if they ride it out or they trade. I, 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 I've gotten to the point where it won't matter. You could give up the 27 and 29 pick and go get healed and, and Turner. These guys can't steer the ship anymore. I, I They... they they found the Holy Grail in 2020, and that was it. It was one of those off. It was one of those anomalies that that happened that, in a in a lot of ways, ended up becoming a detriment because they got really high on who they were. They're not. They're not good at doing this. They're not. They're terrible uh, because they broke it down. You know, at that time we had the Ryan West. We had the bus boys doing their scouting. We had people doing things. We had the Carusos and the KCPs and the Kuzmas, the young talent, the guys that we've developed. And then since that championship, we've slowly eroded all the little building blocks that 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 enhance basically the the mortar that puts the the bricks and the pavers together. So we have the pavers and the bricks, which is the LeBrons and the ADs and the Westbrooks, but that you still need that that mortar or that concrete to merge it together the right way, right? For it to be stable. They've they've destroyed the team. They destroyed that foundation. They didn't put, they disrespected their foundation in every angle. And what happens when you screw people over over time? Your circle gets smaller and smaller, and all of a sudden you start relying on Linda Rambis because she's the only one that won't tell you you're an idiot. The yes people. So I like to teach people in my circles a little bit about life. 
And some people roll their eyes. You can see it without them rolling it. They don't want to really be told what's up. And that's why they're always working for people. They don't, they don't have their own lives, right? Most of the time. But I'm going to teach you guys something here. You guys out there that want to know how to run something or, 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 or be happy in terms of what you're running. One of the main things you got to start out with is you got to make sure your foundation is always stable. And you always take care of the people that, that have helped you become what you become. You're going to disagree. You're going to not agree with a lot of things. But you have to look at that. You have to look at the foundation as, as the most important thing in here. Is why you can't disrespect. You can't. You can't. I can't even find the right word to make this make sense. But you can't destroy what's worked. You can't destroy the house. They're destroying the house and it's, 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 it's starting to seep up into the neighborhood now. And then soon it's going to be the city and the state and all that. And I don't know if there's a solution. They're not, they're too emotionally weak from what I've seen. I will say this though, that when it comes to what we're seeing out there, again, the Lakers did unfortunately get blown out in the second half and they end up losing 139 to 116 it's Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, and me, Gerald Glassford, from the Lakers Fast Break. Thank you so much again for watching and listening. I do want to mention again, uh, I know Richard just came on a little bit late, but I, I did want to mention that I did speak to you earlier about those, you know, having to trade AD. Well, the rumors, whether or not they're being perpetuated, but Bill Simmons on his podcast this weekend actually echoed something I've been saying for a few days now about trading AD. So let's say you get you're Rob Palinka and you get that offer now or starting to field offers for AD. Are you more interested in you know trading for the now with AD or trading for the future as far as assets are concerned? I know you'd still have to go ahead and trade contracts and salaries. I get that, but I would be more concerned about getting some assets back that's going to help build your future. You're going to need to uh, find a trade partner that needs an AD to win a championship. Uh, and for them to do that trade, they're going to need to give up future, a lot of future assets, lot, maybe three or four first round picks. Uh, and hopefully at least one impact player that's young that you can kind of, you know, have on your team for the next five years, get build some continuity. There's Paul fire ham now. Couldn't go. Ham's not the issue guys. It's the people that hired him. Uh, they essentially got. They they essentially just paid Frank free money this year to pay Frank part two more money. I don't know. Well, let me. Add, but again, I mean, now you got to seriously think about possibly trading AD to recoup some of those assets that you sorely need. Yeah, and then the problem there is, if you send this guy to a championship caliber team and they win, how 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 high you know those first round picks are likely going to be sitting in the high twenties and, 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 and that's it or the 30th pick, right. If they win the championship. Well, but again, yeah. But if let's say you trade for AD, you're getting and maybe it worked the other way. As far as down the road, you're talking about assets maybe that you could pick up in 24, 25, 26, where you're still, you know, you've still got that gaping hole of, of, of limited assets between that period of time before you get to the 27 and 29 picks. 
it's too much unknown. It's too much of the unknown. Uh, I think if anything, if you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> I, I don't have, I don't have an answer for that. I don't, I, that's why I'm, I feel like I'm confused at this point because you still have the same people driving this car. It doesn't matter whether they give up the assets or they accumulate assets. I feel like these guys are just going to screw it up at some point anyways. They don't value people. They don't value foundation. They don't value anything. And I don't know, I don't know why it turned into this. I, I, I would, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why, why, why they treated Alex Caruso the way they did? Why, why did they, why would they not even talk to that guy? Like, why would they do things like that? Why would they throw Frank Vogel under the bus when, he is one of four coaches that that has won a championship for the Lakers. One of four. So it's just I don't know. I don't know if these guys all got PTSD from something, but they've made very bad decisions, people decisions that we've discussed at nauseum. That I'm still thinking about. No matter how happy I'll get after a win, I still look at people like Jeannie and that. And then you know this this car salesman, and I'm 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 confused on maybe there's something wrong with me. Why did why did Kobe support this guy? Why did he vouch for this guy? And I told you on the last show, what happens when a matriarch passes away? When Kobe passed away, did he was he was he was this guy a facade when Kobe was around? And then when Kobe went, the true guy came out. That's what I feel like it is. And the pressure changes everybody, right? Pressure always changes everybody. So the pressure now is you kicked your brother out because he stunk at his job and you're, you, you want a championship. So now you're like, see, I told you guys I knew what, was, what I was doing. But then you basically started doing what he was doing, just making dumb decisions where what, that didn't make any sense because you're too much of an emotion. You're too emotional in this thing. Your, your, your brother was the same way. He, he wanted – to draft Andrew Bynum so he can say, I drafted him, you know? How about just pay attention to winning? You're, you're a Laker owner. Winning in L.A., winning, winning Lakers winning championships, you can drink and eat anywhere you want on this planet. What, do you, what, do you, what else did you need? Did you need somebody massaging your rear end for drafting people? Really? How about just winning? Isn't that enough? Well, I, I want to say this. I know that, again, we're, we're really hard on what's going on now. I, I know you and I disagree on this, but I still think we're seeing the fallout from the AD trade. I will do the AD trade 100 times out of 100 times simply because of the fact that we did win a championship out of it. But if you told me we're going to have this kind of fallout after the fact, I would still do it. But understand that when you have this kind of limited assets and fallout from it, You've got to prepare for that and make the right moves accordingly. And we just don't have a GM, vice president, or building block behind the scenes in the office in place that's going to make those correct moves with the limited assets that we have. The AD trade was made because we were getting a generational player who already produced a championship. That's not the problem. You have to give up something to get that player. And it already brought us a banner. The issue is everything else after that. 
where they really, really butchered everything. And they continue to make bad decisions because they're not capable. It's easy when you're LeBron says, I'm coming to play for you. And hey, by the way, my people are going to help you get AD. Sure. Hey, I don't have to go do all this work because AD is being talked to by his agent and his agent's talking to LeBron and LeBron is the most important player of the NBA. What did Rob really do there other than put his arm around LeBron and go, right? Well, the, the, well, the thing with, there you go. Well, the thing with Alex Caruso is the thing is he was willing to give us a hometown discount to stay with the Lakers. And How about still, just call the guy? Yeah. How about have some respect have some respect. These guys don't they, – they tweet at 2 a.m. They go hide somewhere. We, again, I don't know – I, this guy where, – where am I? I don't know where I am. Where well, is I he? Think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both, John. I think it's a fallout of the AD trade, and it's also consequences from the Westbrook trade. I, I don't understand what I, fallout I think it's a fallout means. of both. The, I think the, it's the, the fact this, is not a, this has nothing to do with AD. It does you, have it. I no, see. I, you I have to get AD. I disagree with you. I no, you have you. to get an AD if he's in his prime wanting to come to LA. And, and That's I understand not a that. I, I said that and I make the trade a hundred times out of a hundred times. But you can't say that me. now. It doesn't make sense. It's like but saying, well, go ahead. Sorry. It's the short term. You looked at the short term when you made that trade. You made the trade in the short term to get, and you, you gave up all though. those assets. You did. Yes, you you gave up assets okay. that could help you long term. Okay, you got a. But generation. I would do it every time. I do it every time because we won a championship. It's out not of it. a fall off because this guy was a general. It, 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 it's easy to say something happened after it's happened when you didn't see it before, right? It was hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It, I can't blame that 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 was the right call. Well, even, that's a, you could say the same thing about the Westbrook trade, and you and Laker Tom were so in love with that trade and the move that that Russell Westbrook. I was the one that said the what Westbrook trade from the very day was awful. But that was, was a two, that was only a two year commitment. AD was going to be a seven year to eight year commitment. You were getting him in, in his prime at twenty six. He was twenty six when he signed, right? And then you had. You, you know, a, tip, a, a big guy typically hits his prime when he's about 28, 29, and then he has that 28 to 32-year window, right? I was like, wow, we we are set. Even if LeBron only plays three or four years, you can start building the team around AD. That's what that trade was supposed to be. And there was no reason not to think that at that time. There was no reason to think anything different two years ago. So what it turned into was it, it's not really AD so much the deal for AD. It's something disintegrated with this team from a mental aspect that I cannot figure out what it is. But these guys have fallen into a black hole that just they can't get themselves out of and, and doesn't look like they're capable of getting out of. They're not making good decisions in any way. They're not making sound decisions. They're indecisive. More wrong is done by indecision than wrong decision. And their indecision is killing this team. Pick something. Are you going to take a chance? Or are you going to just say, look, we are going to ride the season out and evaluate it in the summer. Stop hiding in your bunkers. 
Be a leader. Tell your people what's going on and what you plan on doing. That's you're a public person. Do it. Uh, again, I know that there's uh, some divisiveness amongst the great chat room that we have about, you know, people saying, you know, maybe you guys should slow down on the whole fire everybody routine. I know Jordan was saying that, but then others are saying, you know, Paul, fire him now. Richard, it's time to blow it up. Uh, I think, you know, if you get to the point where Joe is prediction is right and they're five and 15 come uh, or going into December, I think that's just that's that's a problem. That's a place where it's really starting to get really ugly really fast. I, I we really talk, think we that, talked about the first 20 games and how brutal yeah. it was. Yeah. And well, the we, next 10 games are very winnable. Most of those games outside the at Phoenix games are very winnable, very winnable. Well, we were win- it was winnable yesterday, and it was supposed to be winnable last Friday. And we were playing well on offense this first half, right? Everybody wants to look at it that way. But, you know, winnable is a very interesting word. We're a lousy team. We're supposed to be the, uh, we're supposed to be the W's for a lot of these teams we're going to be facing. All of them. All of them. I, I don't know who we're going to be. So looking at the schedule, we're going to be an underdog on Wednesday – we're going to be an underdog on Friday. No, at home against Sacramento, that team almost has a wor- bad record as we do. Uh, are we at home on Sacramento? Or don't? I think that's yes, in Sacramento. That's, no, that's here. Oh, it is. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so we're going to be favored in that well, Fox one. Fox is going to run. Fox is going to destroy You know the us. Lakers betting line here in Vegas. Come oh, on. Why? My, my schedule looked like it was saying Sacramento. It was in no, Sacramento. I, I initially said that, but earlier, but then I corrected myself. It is. You guys, you guys excited about what's coming in the future, right, though, right? Brooklyn Have and you... Detroit. Sacramento, Brooklyn, and Detroit, we should all be favored against, unless Kyrie comes back for Brooklyn. And then... No, I don't. I, it, it, I'm telling you. Sacramento I think that's too has, soon. I Sacramento too has, soon. has waxed, us, waxed us 47 to 30 in the preseason. How, what's what's really going to change in the, from that? You tell me. They're going to win by 15? They'll, they'll play a little bit better, right? I have no confidence in this team. Absolutely nothing. I'm looking forward to beating the Clippers because the Clippers are, are crap show in themselves right John, now. John, they should have won that game tonight. I actually had that on throughout on my TV behind me. John, they should have won that game. They were should. leading the entire game except for that last one to two minutes. They had as much as a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they absolutely blew it. And uh, they've only got themselves to blame because uh, – Steph Curry showed up at the last minute and saved the day for a very shaky Golden State team, which I do want to cover in, in our NBA observation show tomorrow, which uh, I'm going to hopefully get around the, I'm going to probably say we'll start it up around the 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific hour. So we'll go ahead and talk some great things that's going on in the NBA. And yes, we'll try to see if we can relate some of that to the Lakers, of course, for the Lakers fast break. But this is our weekly NBA observations. So hopefully there's a good chat indeed coming up your way tomorrow. But Joe, again, uh, you know, I understand. I'm not trying to go ahead and expound too much on Laker Tom's enthusiasm and optimism, but I think it's a, it's a possibility, a real possibility from what I'm seeing as far as the NBA life on the road and NBA schedule that the Lakers can pull out five of their next 10 games. I'm not asking for, a 10 and 0 record like some of our chat 9 and 1 or anything like that i think it's very feasible that they go 5 and 5 over the next 10 games feasible hmm. what have they done that indicates that well again if you have lebron and ad on the court at the same time again against the teams that they're facing off at home in that home stand that four game home stand 
Those are all underperforming teams. And I think that they have a chance at home. They at least play well enough like they did their first two games last week of the homestand. If they play like that, they have a definite chance to go ahead and go 3-1 and one or 4-0 in those home games. I didn't say for the rest of the 10 games they would be competitive. I think they'll manage to go ahead and steal one in San Antonio when they go play back-to-back. But I'm not actually thinking outside the box when I'm saying that they can go five of the next 10 games. Well, it's like I say, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, it's not going to happen. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Okay, wait. Wait, I I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so, certainly try. Okay, so that is... Um, uh, that's uh, obver, ov- 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 <laughs> ov- obvious It's obfuscation. Roll your dice. Okay. So I didn't get anything over a five, but you that can. You are still naked. Oh God. The music stops, and everyone is looking directly at you, oh. judging. Oh God, this is. The prince of the city looks very disappointed in you. Okay, this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do. Vampires in Vitae, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two, to pop culture cosmos. Well, again, John's saying on Trevor Lane on NetLakers Nation says it's only 10 games, guys. We still have 72 games to go. It's just how does the team look to you? The eye test tells you that they're not performing at a level that they need to be. I, yeah, forget about today's game. You didn't have LeBron. You it reminds didn't have me, it reminds me of my, my it reminds me of when you tell people, uh, well, they're only, you know, they're 10 years old or they're 12 or they're teenagers or they're, it, there's always an excuse. We have a, a society full of excuse, excuse-ridden human beings. And the same people who sit there and try to look at this glass half-full bullcrap are the same ones that are yapping about how no one does anything well anymore. You go to the supermarket, no one gives a crap. You go to the bank, you go to this designer store, no one knows where the hell anything is. You order something, it shows up four days late. You guys are talking out of both holes Pick one. Okay, just pick one already. I like to, I like to talk out of this. A... I'm talking out of this, okay, because of what this sees. I'm talking out of this of what I see as well. Five and five is not exactly a What have they done to indicate that they're a 500 team? I didn't say they were a 500 team overall. For this team, the teams they're playing are good, and they're usually really good against the Lakers. Sacramento has been kicking our butt. I don't remember the last time we beat the Clippers. Brooklyn is going to have Kyrie back, and it's going to be one of those games that they probably play out of their minds. You watch. And then what? Detroit? We're supposed to win that on a Friday night, right? We suck on Friday nights, so that's going to be a loss. 
San Antonio, we play San Antonio three times the third week of uh, of November. We're going to win one out of those three games. Okay. And Phoenix is going to wax us. And then we'll probably – I agree with you on the Phoenix. I'm not – Yeah, we're probably going to win that last game in Portland because you usually they always win at least one of those games at home, no matter who they are or how bad they are. They always win beat Portland at home at least once. Uh, I will say that, please, come on. Respect each other's opinions. Uh, please uh, don't uh, disparage anybody for their opinions in the chat room. Please, we want to keep it uh, civil. We want to keep it respectful. Please, if we can go ahead and do that, that would be greatly appreciated. You know who I'm talking to. I just want to go ahead, please. If at all possible, we could be respectful to each other in the chat room. That would be greatly appreciated. I don't want to have to put anybody on a timeout or block anybody outside of 69 Mega or the sex sites and the sex box that actually try to invade our show each and every time out. But Zangerstein says, I hate the Lakers uh, 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 indecision. They built the team with Russ being traded. Reason why they signed six guards. They don't have any wing size players. They're de- you know, the depth at the five is really bad as well. It just, it's really a, a, a mismatch ro- roster. Though I appreciate Zanger seeing every every no worries no worries uh, I just want to make sure that you stay in the chat and and be respectful to others so want to go ahead and make sure that that's done but Zangerstein appreciate as always as well want to make sure everybody's uh, good to each other respectful to each other I know we can all have disagreements but we can do it in a respectful manner Joe and I disagree right now on the next ten games he's thinking three and seven I'm thinking five and five I'm not thinking like <laughs> it's not like I'm asking them to go ahead and and win everything out i just think like i said the luck of the the nba schedule and the way the nba schedule and the way the nba life from these two eyes say that the lakers will play good enough to possibly win five games although i wouldn't be surprised if it was worse i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't i'm believe me i'm not nothing surprises me at this point with this team nothing surprises us uh, i think it's more of what is actually happening I think it would be a surprise if they ended up going seven and three the next ten games, or even five and five. There has been no surprises since Jan- July one. We so, have, how much can you bench? Uh, Wet Bobcat is asking. What's the most I've ever benched? Three fifty. What do you do now? Now, <laughs> one eighty-five. I had reconstructive shoulder surgery, so I'm hesitant on doing too much weight on that. <laughs> <laughs> John McKellian says 10 pounds. John McKellian has a uh, 10 pound. Well, I wouldn't say even a 10 pound <laughs> brain, but uh, you keep, you keep on trucking there, John. Don't, uh, no don't, run into a, don't, don't, don't run into a flagpole, man, while you're driving. I know the Suns, uh, Kellen, you're right. The Suns didn't look great tonight on the road at Philadelphia. I wouldn't count that as an automatic loss. We shouldn't, but, you know, they play just going to Phoenix, uh, you know, coming on the road. Uh, that'll be uh, – they'll have a day off in between, so you never know. They could go ahead and, and play with some motivation. But it's just so hard to read this team as far as when they can actually stay competent and stay competitive for four quarters. I'm not talking two quarters. Two quarters they've got down pat. It's like last year, Joe. The thing is, you know, this team was so frustrating last year because the team would be competitive for a quarter and a half, two quarters, two and a half quarters. And yet there'd be those lapses, which would ultimately cost them the game. We're seeing some of those things take effect today, even though it's actually now into like halves. It's like one half, they're great or actually competitive or really good. 
and the next half they're absolutely abysmal and they can't keep up. So what's the what's the problem? We blame Frank Vogel for that last year. What's the problem now? Well, what's the common what's the common denominator? The common denominator is the fact that they just you know when they come out of locker room uninspired and they come out of locker room down what are they the doing bar. what are they shooting up Hennessy in the, the in the locker room what the adjustments in the locker room or lack thereof I don't know what's going on I'm not in that locker room so I can't tell you for sure I just know that the Lakers lack of depth is obviously a big issue as you get into the third and fourth quarters they just don't have the kind of talent that's going to go ahead and be able to stick with a lot of teams on the floor from night to night so that could be a big issue as well but this is the problem. You're supposed to have AD, LeBron, and Russ, or in this case, Russ and AD, to be able to go ahead and provide some of that that slack that you don't have as far as depth is are concerned. So we're back that the the surrounding talent isn't good enough. Uh, it's not even close. I told you how many times have I told you that the number three to fifteen slots are probably could be the worst in the NBA, or at least what's, considered as. So one what's of what's the what's the current solution to that? Uh, for me, it would be, you know, if it doesn't get any better by game 20, it would be trade AD by the end of the year. Okay. That would be me. That's just so you, me. Have to, you have to trade AD for assets to build a team in the future. And the only way you're going to be able to do that without. Because if you can pick up some number one picks for AD, you're more than likely to going, you know, go ahead. And then you, it's a lot easier to go ahead and do the Indiana trade. <laughs> Trading AD, I, am I wrong? Yeah, trading AD just to get the two guys that were going to help AD. Uh, I don't know if that's going to make sense at that point. The Lakers are in big trouble. They're going to need luck. Well, the thing is also what Laker Tom has said, and you've, you've mentioned Laker Tom being right on more than one occasion, is the fact you need tradable contracts. That, that you know, you need those 10, 20, $25 million contracts, $15 million contracts, a lot like Patrick Beverly. You need those contracts with the, those salaries to be able to move. They're so much easier to move than, let's say, Russell Westbrook's contract at $47 million. Yes, you need to move those contracts, but in order to move them, typically the other team wants assets, draft assets. The Lakers have made it very clear they are not trading those assets. So the only way you're going to accumulate any reasonable talent is with those with, with a Patrick Beverly or a Kendrick Nunn is if someone wants to uh, drop a large contract of a talented player, who are those guys? There's very limited amount of guys that, that are talented that have contracts that have extended two or three years from this year. The Lakers also don't want those contracts. So which is it guys, which is it Jeannie? What? are you going to do make a decision you don't want to mortgage the future you don't want to make the team better now you don't want to even work in the middle there so what are you going to do just sit there and waste another year which is what they're doing well the thing is i know that that's the, the complaint the louder and louder and louder to make a trade like the indiana trade because we saw, or actually, if you did get a chance to see Miles Turner scored 37 points tonight and Heald has been shooting very well, actually scored another 20 points tonight, something that Laker Tom has been asking for ad nauseum. Does it, and we've talked about, that's the question. If you make the trade, how far up does it move the needle? How far up does it move well, the Lakers? Morale, morale will be boosted a lot, right? You're bringing in, let's say, a Miles Turner who is the perfect fit next to an AD. So now AD is going to be 
you know, night and day in terms of his enthusiasm and, and the morale, LeBron is going to have someone he could actually pass to and who's going to make the shot. So it will change the morale. Winning the championship, probably not, but we'll, we'll salvage at least some something a little bit, maybe get into the playoffs at some point if we were to make that trade like right now. If you wait till they're five and fifteen, I don't know if it's that that's good. That's going to be enough time. I get. Well, that's be. what I'm talking about. You better but do it now. You you got a you got a very heavy home. Uh, you got a very heavy home uh, playing schedule right now. Soon you're going to be on the road a lot. If you think the Lakers are playing bad now, wait till they get on the road where there's no cohesiveness, there's no chemistry, uh, no leadership. Uh, those guys are going to stink it up. Those guys are going to stink it up even worse. It's 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 a it's just exhausting watching this team play. It's the same game over and over again. And Jordan, sometimes in life, there are no solutions. There are no fixes. You know what you do? Let's say you got a car that just won't get fixed. What do you do? You take it to the dump and you start over. That's where my instincts are going on this. It's time to end the LeBron AD era. It's time to do that. And I'm thinking it's likely going to be at the end of the year. I'm not a, I, I, I don't care about this year at this point. And I told you guys this during the summer. I said, this is a wash. I go, start thinking about next year. Start thinking about next year because this thing's not going to work. You're, you're, the only thing you have shown anything this year is you've got Patrick Beverly. That's how bad it got. And I, you guys got a taste of that. I told you guys. I told you guys. I kept hearing all this BS about, well, he's uh, vocal and he's this and he's that. And he's going to hold people accountable. I go, Patrick Beverly is a peon. He's not going to hold anybody accountable. And anyone who's bragging about making the playoffs – the last seven years is a clown. You don't brag about making the playoffs, especially when you're not a freaking star. You're a seventh, sixth guy on a team. So it's a it's a charade. It's a it's a joke. Just you know, stop trying to insult my intelligence. Get this uh, thing done. We're gonna have to wait uh, four more months for this disaster to end, and then we're gonna see if the numbskulls up in the Laker offices know what the hell to do next, which doesn't look good. Well, Tycoon Rave, he actually uh, made a good point. He said that the Lakers still own their 2023 second-round pick. And normally people don't make an issue about second-round picks as far as being attractive, unless you're a team that happens to be starting out 2-8 and eight and could have a very high second-round pick. Could that be attractive as far as to wave at somebody to help the team now at least a little bit? No. Uh, Lakers, even if they use the second-round pick, they'll trade or let that guy go, even if it has any talent. Look at look at the talent they've let go. I'm not talking about trading for AD. Let go for nothing, really. The Lakers are are infatuated with the stars. They're Al Davis. They're turning. They've turned into Al Davis. He wants the. They want the fast. They want the name. They want all that. Well, now you're getting a taste on how things have changed. Stop doing that, and it's going to get worse in two years when you guys demand a hard cap. It's over if that happens. The Lakers will never be the Lakers of old. That. That book is gone. You will never be able to use that book again. You will have to develop. You will have to draft well, and you'll have to get lucky in order for you to be anything. You can't just go poach players anymore after that. 
Well, with 69 mega, yeah. Well, 69 mega maybe actually kind of disagrees with you there, so had to block them out of it because they're not subscribing. So if you don't subscribe, 69 mega, you're out, out the window you go. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers did unfortunately lose 139 to 116. We'll be back tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, around 6 p.m. Pacific, to go ahead with our weekly NBA observations on the NBA, as asked for by you, our audience. So we truly appreciate you going ahead and giving us these great suggestions, and we truly appreciate it. But before we head on out, my friend, uh, you know, the Clippers, they're going to be on the road, technically, at the Crypt on Wednesday against a underperforming Clippers team without the services of Kawhi and then looks like right now they're just not meshing well as a unit as I thought they would. Your thoughts on playing the Clippers on Wednesday before we head on out. One of the three wins. Okay. It's, just, it's their due. They're due to beat this team and Clippers are, are hiding the fact that Kawhi Leonard might be uh, a lemon now. Okay. I mean, LeBron will have some rest. He'll be rested. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they'll go in and then they'll win that game and then everybody will be, is this the start of something good? And then they'll lose on Friday against Sacramento by 15. You really think that? I mean, after the 77 points they lost to them in oh, the yeah. exhibition. Oh, yeah. I think Sacramento's going to run them out the building. Similar to how Utah did. De'Aaron Fox has been playing really well. So and he plays really well against the Lakers. Yeah. See, the Utah games really put it in perspective for me. You get your butts whooped by Utah at home. And then you know you got to be there in a few days to play them in Utah, which typically you would lose in any normal setting, right? But at some point, your your pride has to kick in. Your professionalism, your 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 urge to you know what we're going to win this game. You don't see that with this team. You just don't. When do you ever see? When do you see it? They never see it with anybody. Jordan Brown says, uh, and by the way, thank you, Jordan. And for everybody new and everybody that's been here already, thank you for joining us in the greatest Lakers chat room that's out there. So hot, even Mega, 69 Mega wants to go ahead and join. All right, uh, Jordan. But okay, let me just read it. Let me read it out there for audio audience. Jordan Brown says, Joe, if the Lakers win four more games in this next 10, you should eat the hot chip challenge with the pepper X, the pepper X. I'll do that. I'll buy it for you. Buy it for me. I'll eat it on air and I'll make sure I have a couple gallons of milk. Yeah, absolutely. So deal deal. You heard it here first. All right, there you go. If the Lakers win four or more games in the next 10, Joe will try the hot chip challenge. So there you go. Absolutely. That's a good one, Jay. That's Actually, a good one. Go, yes, great great thoughts, Jordan. Thank you for being part of our chat. Appreciate it. Sean, Clippers almost beat the Jazz. Clippers were switching on every pick. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, just I think that uh, we think it's our time. Joe thinks it's it's the time for the Lakers. I'm still thinking the Lakers can do four, five games in the next 10. I really think that they can, with especially with four winnable games on a homestand coming up after the Clippers game and which, cl- which Joe thinks they'll win, by the way, I think that they go, they can go ahead and, you know, have a chance to uh, have Joe eats, uh, you know, that one chip challenge. 
Uh, It'll be a fun, uh, I'm hoping it happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the, but as I've said before, there's no hope in this business and there's definitely no hope for this Laker team. And we've been saying this since the summer, we are very, very good at understanding our team. I've watched a lot of Laker basketball in my life. Uh, I'm in tune with these guys as much as anybody. And you want reality, you, you come to the Lakers fast break. You want fantasy, you go to other places to feel good. If you want to feel good, cool. Go go feel good somewhere else. Here, you're going to get real. That wasn't an accident. Here, you're going to get real. Take that to the bank. Of course. Well, the individual that uh, is there. Doing- <laughs> you got to sell your house if the Lakers go 10 and 0. Well, I could say yes to that bet, but it's not likely I'd do it even if it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Somebody's got to put up. Somebody's got to match their house as collateral. Somebody's got to put up their house against Joe as collateral. I'll tell you what: if they went thirty and zero, the next thirty games, I'd be willing to make that bet. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Ain't gonna happen. Come on. (laughs) That's not gonna happen. Oh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Even not even close. But Joe, to close this on out again, the Lakers losing. I mean, this is a team that. I mean, I'm trying to be optimistic here. And, and at the beginning of the season, out of everyone on the staff, I was the lowest on the Lakers. So I'm telling you that this is even worse than what I had predicted. Does this dishearten you even more? The fact that, again, you picked them to what, be ninth, I think, or ninth or eighth in the Western Conference? I was trying to, I was saying eighth based off of the other teams being who they were, like Utah not doing well. But that quickly changed. I didn't know Utah would come out the way they've come out. So everything has gone bad in terms of my thoughts on other teams. The Lakers, no. I fully expected them to to be trash. And they might but be you just picked them little... higher than I did. They, yeah, I picked them higher than I – I picked them higher because I didn't know the bottom dwellers originally would play this well. I didn't think uh, I didn't think Utah would play this well. I just didn't. Well, it, it's, it's and and you know, giving all credit to Trevor Lane for once, it is the first ten games, so things could drastically change in the next ten. I don't know what that means. Games. I don't know what I keep telling you guys this. We we went one and what was it one and five in the preseason. I'm not saying it? for our team. But I'm saying for this those. Is, this is not, guys. This is not. This is not a small sample. We've been watching this. They are terribly run. They're mentally terrible. They're physically, they're making shots and they're 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 getting some of the numbers here and there, but they're a terrible, terrible team. They don't know how to do it right. What this difference does it make? 10 games in, 20 games in, they've had enough time. They've had enough time to write this ship. They are not going to write the ship. They're too mentally weak. Get it through your heads. This is not going to end well because you have morons working the game. Get it through your heads. Wake up. Come on. It's not about positive and negative. It's about reality. And that's something we give to you a lot of here at the Lakers Fast Break. Jordan Brown says, I don't think you're being optimistic. The Lakers have had three different teams over the last three years, just so everyone is aware. 
yeah, it's just been uh, all over the place uh, due to poor decision making and uh, the roster is, is definitely not where it needs to be. Changes are probably on the way, but how soon? We'll wait and see. But once again, it's Joe Soro, Ox1947. You can go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and hear his running commentary there. Plus also as well. Do they really want to? (laughs) Some people actually do. But I will say, again, uh, any way to get Jay Crowder, he plays D and can hit a three. He's been on hiatus since Phoenix and him parted ways. They haven't. He's still under contract with Phoenix, but Phoenix has not found a home for him. He can play. Uh, I don't think that's a a magic cure-all, Kellen, but I think that's at least a step in the right direction should they decide to go ahead and trade for him. But I'm not even sure that if we have anything that Phoenix would want back at this point in time because I think they want at least a first-rounder for Jake Crowder, which I think is the reason why that they haven't traded him yet. But I know he wants out of Phoenix, Jordan, but I think, again, Phoenix wants something good in return in order to go ahead and trade for him because he's still under contract. So I have a feeling that they're holding out for a first-round pick, maybe for an injury to a good team out there that's going to get desperate. So we'll see. I mean, it would be a solid pickup. I agree with you, but I'm not sure, he again, he's going to be a magic cure-all if he comes to the Lakers, but it would be a step in the right direction to get a little bit more depth with Jay Crowder on the roster, but we'll see. We'll see if they get interested in maybe a, a deal with Patrick Beverly and, and maybe throwing in maybe one of those second rounders that the Lakers have. I wouldn't throw the 2023 second rounder. I think that's a little bit too, too uh, close for comfort there because it's going to be a very high second rounder at the, at this point in time. So we'll see. But once again, it's Lakers fast break. I know he's sitting home right now. I know, but he's also still under contract to Phoenix. So Phoenix still has to has his rights. So they have to go ahead and decide what they want to give or get it back in return from a team offering, uh, you know, what they want. Because I know that they were asking, rumors had them asking for a first round pick. So if they won't get off that stance, just like the Lakers won't get off the stance of giving up both first round picks, then here we are. The stalemate will continue and, and Jay Crowder will stay home. I, I have a feeling Jay, somebody's going to cave in and offer Phoenix something that they really want to go ahead and, and deal with because he's not going back to Phoenix unless he really has to. So I think uh, we'll see what happens there. But once again, it's Ox1947 right there for you. Go ahead and check Joe Soro out at LakersBall.com. Plus also, if you want your lawn transformed today and you're in the Southern California area, please go ahead and check out Sinblades, Sinblades with a Y.com. Well, they're not getting a first rounder for Jay. I don't think he's worth that. I think he's probably a high second rounder at the you know at the most. But you can always dream big. You know, Phoenix is in the in the catbird seat right now. They're in second place in the NBA in the Western Conference right now, and they don't necessarily need to trade Jay right now. That's the thing. Well, if they will take second round picks, they're certainly not getting the offers as of yet, Jordan. So we'll see. They probably eventually will cave in and take the second round picks, but. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Uh, it's it's going to probably be as soon as these injuries start to pile up in maybe late November, December, a lot of these teams will be looking at Jay Crowder in a lot more attractive way. I'm surprised that they haven't asked Jay Crowder to come back after the injury to Cam Johnson. That surprised me that they didn't do that. So that'll be some of our possibly our NBA observations for tomorrow on NBA observations on Tuesday. So go ahead and check it out. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Hopefully you'll join us then. But for Joe Sorrell, Lakers Ball, and Simblaze.com, it's me, Gerald Glassford. Appreciate it. 
John McCallion, go ahead and check out his channel. Subscribe to him today. And while you're subscribing to YouTube channels, if you have not already, please go ahead and help us out by subscribing to the YouTube channel so you can go ahead and get the latest notifications on when the Lakers Fast Break comes live on the air for you. Talking Lakers basketball like no one else out there. We tell it like it is. We truly appreciate you joining us. And don't forget as well, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific. I know, not yet, Joe. 7 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday on ESPN for the Lakers and Clippers. So for Joe Sorrell, it's Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Again, you guys are awesome. All the new faces and all the great places, all the the great people that are there. Jesse Peterson, trade Westbrook, trade LeBron, trade AD. Here we go again. Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of our channel. Yeah, I know. You're getting traded. You're getting traded. You're getting You're traded. traded. You're getting traded. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Everybody's getting traded on the Lakers in fantasy and everyone. But in reality, we'll see if that happens. But Jesse, Kellen, Jordan, all these new faces, all these great people that are out there, all our regulars, all our wet Bobcat. Thank you so much for coming over from the Lakers Nation. Tycoon Rave, Paul, great to have you here. Zangerstein, great to have you here as well. Everybody, thank you so much for being a part of what we do each and every time out on the best Lakers chat room that's out there for the best Lakers podcast that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.